Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. I'm going to talk today about looking at a new perspective for your strategies. So I know that a lot of you guys out there, you create your strategies and maybe they do well, maybe they don't, but you kind of sit there and go, well, this is the strategy, this has worked or it hasn't. And the truth is, actually, strategies may lay somewhere in between most of the time. So there's a lot of strategies that will do well. There's a lot of strategies that will do badly. But had you looked at a different angle, they would have performed differently. Um, So I'm going to give you an example that I talked a bit about in a video uh, that I did on YouTube. So if you want to watch that video, you can. This is actually going to go a little bit more in depth. That that video was talking more about the strategy. I'm here going to be talking more about the psychology behind these ideas that I have. And the truth is that when you're when you're recording a strategy, when you're researching, when you're recording results, you've got a wonderful opportunity. When you're in that testing phase, you've got a wonderful opportunity to test a strategy. You need to know what to look for, right? Because let's say I'm looking for over 2.5 goals. And the only thing I look at is whether there was over 2.5 goals. I'm missing out potentially on a very good strategy. How do I know, for example, that this strategy doesn't work really well for over 1.5 goals and actually would perform a lot better? For over 1.5 goals, not just in terms of winning percentage, because obviously you're going to win more if you're going for two goals rather than three, but more in terms of actual real profit, actual strike rate percentages that are so high that you know it would make more money, even if you don't track the odds. But the other option you've got is to track the odds. One thing I've noticed with a lot of strategies that people create is that For each strategy, you'll get a handful of selections each day. Probably on average, I'd say most strategies will throw up 35 qualifiers a week max, really, because when you're creating a strategy, you're looking for an edge on the market. And let's be real here. How many times are you going to get an edge on the market in, in one strategy, looking for one specific thing each week? I think 35 is a decent number. If you can get that, that's great. If you're getting five selections a day on this strategy that gives you an edge, that's not a bad thing. And you might think, well, Martin, yeah, but five strategies, five trades per day, I'm unlikely to be able to make a living out of that. Well, the reality is that being a professional trader is about having a portfolio of successful strategies. You've got to have you know, a few strings to your bow. If you've got five or six of those said strategies, you're looking at 30 selections a day and suddenly... It's probably too much to trade. So you're going to find that balance by having profitable strategies. But the important thing is that let's say you're testing this one strategy and it gives you an average of five strategies per day. Well, on any given day, you could go to Betfair and check all five of those matches and see, right, what are the over 1.5 odds? What are the over 2.5? What are the over 3.5? I'm going to look at different markets. Then I'm going to see what the result is and see whether, oh, yeah, I would have made money on this market. And my initial strategy the the initial idea behind my strategy maybe it doesn't work maybe the over 2.5 doesn't make money but i've just noticed the over 3.5 is making money right so this is where it gets interesting when you're starting to track different things within the same strategy now i've noticed some people are really really good at doing this they create these really elaborate spreadsheets that basically give you so much information that 
you could look at a set of data and go, do you know what, that's what's working. And I'm going to see if that continues to work. And it could be a totally different idea than the one they originally had when they created said strategy. And that's the key. So one of the things I've done recently, and this is really simple to do, and I'd advise a lot of you guys go and do this, is I went back on a few of my goal strategies and noted down the time of the last goal in the game. Because what I was noticing was that a lot of my strategies would have a set end, you know, end to point. Like one of them is just second half goal. Well, you know, you get on a second half goal, fine. That strategy would make some money. But you're, make, you're backing it between 1.2 and 1.25 a lot of the time. You know, you're having to have an incredible strike rate to make money. And even then, you're not going to get big wins with that. It's not going to be massive profit every week. Um, you know, and if you do get a couple or two or three losers in a row, it's going to take some time to recover. Now, if the strategy is making money over time, then good, you know, you're, you're still making a profit. But wouldn't it be better to have something where you're getting bigger odds, but you're still getting value? So that's why I started looking at the latest goal, because I thought, well, let's see what happens when these teams play. Like, these selections that I'm getting from these strategies are suggesting goals. Well, surely they should also suggest late goals then in that sense. And I went through all of the games. I actually went back through them all, looked up all the results on Bet Explorer, checked the goal times, and I noted them all down. And funny enough, there was four strategies I did this on. And virtually all of them were getting another goal after 70th minute. So after 69.00 was on the clock, the 70th minute of a football match, two-thirds of the games were having another goal. Now, we know that at that time, you're getting odds often close to even. So that is a fantastic edge that these strategies all seem to have on the market. And that's going to be a, a strategy, actually, that I'm going to I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the late goals, and I'm going to have a go with them and see how they get on. Start small, as I always advise once you've tested. Start small stakes, and we'll see how it goes. But what's interesting was that none of these strategies were looking for goals at that time. Like I say, you know, let's think of the psychology of getting in at half time at one point two. How good do you feel about that? Or the late goal strategy that I'm doing where I split my stake three ways. So I use one stake, but I use a third of my stake each time. I know it's 69 minutes, 74 minutes, and 79 minutes. Regardless if there's a goal or not in between, or whatever the scoreline is, I still I always enter at those three set times. Because what I'm looking at are results that tell me, wow, you know, at, at 80 minutes, there's 50% chance of a goal. That's huge. At 75 minutes, there's still nearly 60% chance of a goal. And I know that at 70 minutes, there's 66%, two-thirds chance of a goal. And like I say, these strategies were not looking for late goals. One of them, in fact, is just one where I combine. It's a filter where... Essentially, I use my profitable filters that we've got in the members' filters. I look through them, and if a match crops up on multiple filters that are looking for goals, then I go, that's a strong contender for goals. And it's turned out that those are some of the best games for finding late goals. So why is this important? Well, 
how many people would have looked at a second half goal strategy and just gone, well, I don't want to get in at that time, so I'm going to scrap this strategy. Oh, it's not really making me that much money because the odds are so short. When, if they'd look at a late goal, and then you're looking at something like, if you split your three stakes, where you're going to get average odds around evens on each trade, and you know that, at worst, you're looking at 50% return, but most of, you know, most of the time, well, actually, sorry, the average is 66%. So two-thirds of the time you're getting a goal and your average odds are around evens, you're going to be taking that margin every time, right? It would be bad not to. But if you'd never had any foresight to check that, then actually you wouldn't have got involved in that and you would have just ended up throwing the strategy away. And I've seen lots of people throw strategies away and I've thought, well, have they looked at tweaking it? Have they looked at improving it? Have they looked at what was working and what wasn't? You know, it's amazing how many good strategies can come out of strategies that you don't think are working. Best example I've got is Tomaz's under 1.5 goals strategy, where originally it was built to back under 1.5 goals. And what we were finding was that because the teams being picked were so fancied to have under 1.5 goals, the odds were really short on it. And there was no value. The, the strategy was losing money hand over fist. And Tomas just suggested one day, well, why don't we flip it? Right? I mean, Martin, you're always saying, why don't you flip a strategy if it's not making money and it's doing really badly? Then surely if you go for the other side of the market, it'll do well. We've done that. And you, you, know, you know the rest of the story if you've been a member or if you've watched my videos and podcasts for the last few months, how successful that strategy has been in the 10 months we've been looking at it. All because it came out of a totally opposite strategy that wasn't working well. That most people would have just thrown out. They'd have just thrown that strategy away and started a new one. And in fact, I think it's been one of our most successful strategies in terms of, I think, virtually every month it's made a profit. And I think of the 10 months we've been testing, I think it's around 9, 9 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 were profitable. And overall, it's massively up. So... That's the interesting thing about being able to look outside the box. And that's the key with trading, right? If you've got a data set and you're only tracking four or five games a day, then you should definitely be looking into different odds, different markets. How would it have fared in those markets? Because it's not that difficult to do. I mean, think about it. If you're tracking the over 2.5 goals on Man United Bournemouth, right? Let's say they're playing in Premier League. You go to Betfair and you check. Do you know how easy it is to click a couple more times and look at the over 1.5 and over 3.5? So one thing you can do really, really easily is because you're already looking at the game, just check a couple of different markets on that same match. It, it doesn't even extend your research time, really, if you think about it. I mean, you're talking about seconds, right? Um you know, you could probably click both and write both down in 10 seconds, let's be honest, right? So it's not as if it's prolonging anything or causing any real problems, but a lot of people don't do it. And I was kind of annoyed at myself when I was going back, going because I spent about a day going back through 700 games looking for the last goal times when I thought, do you know what? I could have been doing this all along. And now, obviously, every time I get one, I'm, I'm recording the last goal. Because it's so, the thing you have to remember as well is it's so easy to do this whilst you're tracking it. But when you start having to go back through your strategy, 
that is laborious, that is time consuming and it can be very tedious. Right now, what motivates me is the fact that I know the end goal is important. Like if I can find a strategy that's you know got as big an edge as I think it might, then it's worth going back and looking at these goal times. But it's really interesting. And like I said, I did a video on this on YouTube the other day, so you should go and watch that if you get the chance. Um, but what interests me about this is that so many people would not do this. Like I said. And the psychology, I mean, just think about the psychology of trading, of betting, whatever. If you're going in at low odds, most people don't want to do that. I mean, most people don't want to be backing at 1.2. Let's be honest, right? A lot of people don't want to be backing at those sort of odds. Okay? And a lot of people, let's be frank, even if it's a good strategy, a lot of people just can't hack those odds if they hit two or three loses in a row. Even if the strategy is still well up. People just cannot hack that stuff. And so why not go for a strategy where the average odds are evens, like the one I've just suggested with the late goals, and why not look at whether that would work for you if you're looking for goals? And conversely, if you're not looking for goals, you know, let's look at, well, when was the first goal scored in this under strategy? You know, look at, look at things like goal times. Take an interest. You might just find an angle that you didn't know about or that you weren't expecting. I'll leave it there, guys. I don't think this needs a ton more explanation. I think it's fairly straightforward and I think it's a really good, important thing to do. I hope you guys all have a fantastic week and most importantly, guys, I hope you make some money on Betfair. <laughs>